Hey, it's Gina with the Good News Girl podcast. Welcome to the show. Really glad to have you here. Hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, bless you everybody. Excited to be sharing a word with you today. It is called Sowing and Growing. So thank you for joining me. Um, The Lord dropped this into my spirit, so I'm really excited to release it. Uh, I heard the Lord say, are you sowing and growing something fruitful? And he started to unpack this word for me. I was I was just, you know, typing as fast as I could to get it out. Um, and I was just hearing him sort of nudge to say, in the ins and outs of your day is what you sow and grow fruitful. Um, so how do you spend your time? How do you choose to invest? Um, where and who do you sow and grow? And I was trying to sort of visualize this. It was all kind of happening at once. And the Lord was showing me that, you know, you eventually, you always reap what you sow. And that's in Galatians 6, 7. Once you sow, you can begin to see what starts to grow. And so wisdom comes into play. Um, It's a guide, basically, for allowing things to grow and catering to what is growing um, that you have sown or strategy for uprooting it. So if it's a good thing that's growing, um, you want to press into that and sort of cultivate it and allow it to continue growing and put time and attention there to allowing things to grow and become fruitful. You know, if it starts to bud up and grow something that is not good that you have sown um, by flesh or um, those types of things, you know, you may need some strategy for uprooting it. So Um, This is where wisdom comes in based on what you're sowing and growing. So, of course, we want the wisdom for not sowing things that are um, not godly, of course. But we're human beings and we do those types of things. So it's best to have the wisdom to not sow into fleshly things. However, we get um, we we do that because we're human. Um, So then when it starts to grow, uh, because what we we reap what we sow. We need the strategy. Um, And you can, again, review Matthew 13, the parable of the seeds. It's just such a good, there's so much wisdom in those passages. It's really important. Um, You know, we also need to be aware of some of the things that start growing. Things can grow in blind spots. So we might not even know what we have growing. um, And these can be good and bad things. So Sometimes something really good is starting to sprout up and grow and we're not even, you know, we're not, it's not even on our radar. And then the Lord starts to show it to us and reveal it to us. Um, And then there are uh, places where things are just wild weeds have, have sprouted up and, you know, um, it's not us that, that is responsible for behavior and change. It is Jesus in our life that changes the transformation, but really pursuing him and knowing him and going after him is what reveals these things. Getting wisdom is so important. So the scripture says, apply what you learn. The things that you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. That's in Philippians 4, 9. So peace follows wisdom. Wisdom is knowledge applied. Listen to a little more of this passage. So rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Kind of important when Paul's repeating himself here. Rejoice. 
Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. There's so much. There's so many keys in this. Um, don't be anxious because that is not a good thing to be. Anxiety isn't a good thing. Isn't a good seed to sow. Um, in every situation, we need to be prayerful. Um, and petition things to the Lord, but we do it with thanksgiving. That is a key. We know in the Psalms it tells us to enter his courts with praise and his gates with thanksgiving. It's just that it's so it's such a crucial thing. And present your requests to God. Okay, here's another thing. In the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Okay. So the thing that's highlighted there for me in opening up that passage is peace. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me, or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. Peace is really important. The goal isn't always understanding. It's peace. Find peace and you'll have understanding. But seeking after understanding doesn't always bring peace, you see, because, and we'll get there, but the Bible says to lean not on your own understanding. Applying what you've learned helps advance toward peace. That's what these passages say. Dwelling on good things helps you find peace. So if you don't have peace, try a couple of these things. Don't be anxious. In every situation, with prayer and thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, praiseworthy, think about these things. So it's really important where you're dwelling um, and spending your mind. Um, these are things that lead to peace. In James uh, chapter 1, verse 22 says, Don't merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. So you get peace by doing what the word says and what you've learned, which is wisdom. Wisdom is applying knowledge. And you get blessed by doing what the word says. So blessing and peace are really important, but there's keys to how you go after that. So back to the weeds, you can have a whole messy weed problem and ignore it all you want, or you can deal with your issues because everything that you do is an overflow of the condition of your heart. So the way that you talk to others, the way that you view situations is all an overflow of your inner self. Now, listen, it doesn't take much to notice when someone is overcompensating or living from broken places. It looks like vanity, the need to be noticed crying out for attention, the need to always correct somebody else, control things, constantly manipulating, gaslighting, making everything about yourself, using people for what they can do for you, not allowing people in, keeping walls pulled up, 
running from difficult things, being distant in responses, taking everything completely personally, the need to devalue someone else in order to build yourself up. We're seeing so much of this right now. We are seeing so much of people feeling, and this, our government is telling us, you know, if you don't wear a mask, you're harming somebody else. There's a lot of pressure being put on us, and I'm not advocating one way or another about that. It's just the time and the season that we're in right now. It's nobody else's um, responsibility for my actions. But we're in a world right now that makes it feel as if we need to tell people what they should be doing. And um, it's just there's when you apply that on top of some wounds and some brokenness, it really causes people to manifest a lot of ugly, ugly things. And here's the thing. We're all broken people and we're all have messy wounds. You know, um, Neil Young says only love can break your heart. It's, it's sometimes people that we love the most hurt us the most, but this is why bitterness and unforgiveness is so important to address. You know, at the end of the day, you should really position your heart and ask the Lord, who do I need to forgive? It will amaze you. Sometimes it's the really big, overt, obvious things, that you know, the ouchies. But there's little things in your day that you may need to really walk through forgiveness for. The guy that cut you off on the highway, you don't even know him, but you've allowed a bitter place to come into your heart. Um, cursing is never okay. Our battle is not against flesh and blood. Review Ephesians chapter 6. We are not battling against people. People are not our enemies. We need to we need to really realize this and recognize this. Most of the things that we're battling against is our own wounds that other people are touching or um, infringing upon or bringing up or hurting. And it's ourselves. So this is like a vicious cycle. Uh, Matthew 12, 34 says, the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him. What is inside of us is an overflow of what comes out of us. Um, I don't know if I said that rightly. <laughs> what comes out of us is overflow from what is inside of us. Um, I don't strive for per perfection here, guys, just being real raw honest, sharing this word from the Lord. Um, so maybe something that was fruitful in one season might not stay fruitful in another. And I, th I think that we have a tendency as humans, I, I learn from myself mostly here, um, to cling tightly and grasp things that once were. There are times that we're holding on to um, maybe something, some really good fruit, something that bared really good fruit, and it turned into something that's no longer fruit bearing. But we need to be able to recognize those things, especially in this season, to be able to let go of them so that we can move on. We really need to let go of our own understanding and all of our ways acknowledge Him and allow Him to set our paths straight. Because right now, trying to figure things out in our own understanding, which by day to day, I don't even know what the rules are. Um, they keep changing. We're locked down. We're not locked down. This is open. This isn't open. You can go here. You can't go there. It's a very confusing times. It isn't our understanding that is important. It is the peace of God that we're after. This is wisdom, not relying on our understanding, but trusting God. We need to let him be God in our lives. 
This is truer now than probably ever before. And it comes out of Proverbs 3, which is definitely an all-time favorite of mine. And, and let's look at how the passage starts. My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart, for they prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. Oh my gosh, there it is again. What have you learned? Keep it inside of you and act it out. I'm just, I'm paraphrasing here. Um it will prolong your life. There's health. There's a, a, a key for health right there. It will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity because you see peace is more important than understanding. I would say that you'll get the understanding once you find your peace. Prosperity. Again, wisdom. Wisdom brings creativity. It brings strategy and it is a pathway to creating wealth, prosperity, Wisdom is so important. Um, a little further down in Proverbs chapter 3, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways submit to him and he will make your paths straight. We do so much fighting and bucking what the Lord is doing rather than just following him and being obedient to what he's asking of us. We do more, um, I want to hang on to this. I don't want to do that. That doesn't make sense to me. And we lose our peace. We don't have our peace because we're fighting against, we're blaming it on the enemy, we're blaming on everybody else, and it's God trying to do a new thing in our lives that we just can't even see because we're so stuck inside of ourselves. Um, and listen, this is really important. It is not other people. There's a spiritual realm principle that when you project something onto others, it actually ends up landing onto you. And Proverbs 26.2, it says, like a fluttering sparrow or a darting swallow, an undeserved curse does not come to rest. So when we're cursing something onto someone, it doesn't land on them anyway. When someone's cursing you, you have the power of that passage. You have the power of God giving you a promise through his word that it is not going to land on you. In Psalm 109, 17, King David um, says he loved to pronounce a curse. May it come back on him. He found no pleasure in blessing, so may it be far from him. He wore cursing as a garment. It entered his body like water and into his bones like oil. You see, when you curse and you don't bless, it comes back on you and it gets bitterness inside of you. And just like that chapter um, that I read out of, that passage that I read out of Matthew, that the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. So, it's more important to bless somebody so that you can actually receive blessing. And we don't do it so that we get something out of that. That's addressed in the in the Gospels when Jesus is addressing the religious. Um, you know, even in Mark chapter 3, there is a, a, a portion in there where um, Simon the sorcerer wants to pay for the ability to lay hands on someone and give the anointing. You know, so many, I've heard so many religious people saying, that that is, you know, why you can never charge for anything in ministry and because you're never charge, never pay some somebody to pray for you. Of course, we don't do that. But Jesus, if you keep reading, Peter says, I know what's inside of your heart. It's bitterness. It's this, it's that. He was reading his heart because it's more important of what's coming out of someone. Simon's need and want to, to buy the anointing was coming from the broken place inside of him. It wasn't necessarily, that was more of a symptom of it. Jesus was addressing the religious people there. Read through the, the Gospels more. Um, 
you know, he says, don't quench, don't blaspheme the Holy Spirit. Um, if you read further on, it says Jesus was saying that because they were telling him that you're trying to drive out Satan with Satan. And and Jesus says, Satan can't cast out Satan. Anything divided against itself. So when we're divided against one another, it doesn't work. We have to stay united. And, and our battle is never against people and flesh and blood. It's against the dark systems of this world. And so, you know, in Galatians, it talks about the fruit of the spirits is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. So if your thoughts towards somebody aren't love, joy, peace, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, patience, then you probably are dwelling from a and living out of a broken wound inside of you. And you need to ask the Lord to come into those places and show you these types of things. The answer is not us. It's not fixing ourselves. We don't do that. It doesn't work. You can try all you want. It's more of God. It's more of Jesus. Um, it's, this is a beautiful thing. So in I've really been stuck on this verse. Romans 8, 19, for the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed, the sons of God to be revealed. When you step into that sweet spot in the Lord, when you step into the place where you're supposed to be functioning in God, because we all look different, none of us are going to look the same. So if you're trying to strive after looking like me, if I'm trying to strive after looking like you, I've already failed. So when you step into being who you are, creation responds. And I've actually seen the Lord show me this. When you're actually doing things in the will of God, creation responds to it. I mean, it's amazing. Open your eyes and look around and you will actually see creation responding to you. What do I talk about? Signs and wonders, um, some kind of beauty, uh, an animal, a rare animal that you haven't seen just is around you or hanging around. Um, you know, a praying mantis on coming after you to, to come near you. Uh, signs of beautiful, beautiful, amazing, rare things. Because creation is waiting for you to step into and be revealed as a son of God, a child of God, a daughter of God. These things are so amazing. And this is where wisdom comes and brings creativity and attracts wealth and all of these types of things. So truly, we need peace more than, uh, than ever. And truth is vital. Wisdom is crucial. Be aware of what you're sowing and growing. Search your heart. Self-awareness is really important. And remember, it is Jesus who changes our behavior and actually brings transformation. So we really need more of him, more of his word, more of his presence, more of his glory, more of his truth. So instead of watching social media, spend five extra minutes dwelling on a verse in the truth of God. Spend five e extra minutes asking God to show you his truth on the matter. Spend five extra minutes in prayer instead of, you know, checking out what people are doing on social media to be divisive and bring unity. Before you share something, think about what God is saying and how much God loves this person. Whether, whether they agree with you or not, you don't have to have understanding about it. You need to have the peace of God. Step into the peace of God. So I pray this blesses you. Um, it, it's something I'm working and walking out in my own life and learning how to deal with the conditions of my own heart <laughs> and my inner self and what comes up and bubbles up and overflows sometimes. 
Um, and I say that some of those things really just because the Lord was showing me some of this stuff and truly, um, you know, difficult, high stress and pressure times really do push out what is inside. And so this is a really beautiful time to, instead of looking for how can we get back to the way things were, that's going in the wrong direction. But using this time to say, God, these this hurts. This hurts me. This is uncomfortable. I don't like this. Um, you know, change me, God. Change me in this season and in this situation. Let me get out of the season that we're in, what you're trying to accomplish in my life. It is so vital and important. So I just want to pray for you. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for all ears who have heard this. And Lord, I just pray for the spirit, the spirit of who is hearing this word, that it would uh, align with you, God, and step into exactly what you have called of this person to do, God. I ask for wisdom. Wisdom is so crucial, God. We know it costs a lot, but we know that Jesus himself is wisdom and that he died on the cross for us so that we have access to wisdom. So God, I thank you for an increase of impartation for reading the word and understanding your truths because you tell us in your gospels that we have the ability to understand your parables and you and who you are and that we have access to wisdom. So I just pray over you with peace, the peace that passes understanding, that we can let go of trying to figure everything out and control things in our own strength, but to hand it over to you and receive peace, the peace that is just, you know, this is what the world is looking for people living out of this place of peace because we're resting in you, God. And we are fully submitted to you and your way. And we are going to do our best, God, to grab hold of what you show us and teach us and, and put it into action in our lives. In the, in the name of Jesus, I bless you today. Amen.